What is up, everybody? And this is Ethan Howick, the host of the Clean Cruiser Podcast. Welcome to this Labor Day special edition of the Clean Cruiser Podcast. Let's get started here. We're going to get to the reason why you guys clicked on this video here. And before that, we are going to get to the breaking news. And before the breaking news, we please follow me on all my social medias Twitter at Clean Cruiser Pod, Instagram is at Clean Cruiser Pod. My random YouTube channel where I do a bunch of mix of stuff, EC Productions, and my all-cruising channel where I do a lot of cruise videos on there. I already have a lot of them from COVID just to keep records of the whole the COVID experience so we can look back out in the future and think about how unprecedented a time this has been. Is M- That's the name of that channel is MT Master. Uh, s- send me a message on Anchor if you would like. Uh, just go to anchor.fm slash ethan dash howick and then there's going to be a little message button to send me send me a message and i may or may not include that i probably will i'm gonna include that in my podcast because i still have yet to get a message i'm gonna include that in my next episode so make sure to send me a message uh obviously now i'm doing the weekly episodes so this episode should be a lot longer than the other episodes that I'm doing. And I have a lot to talk about today. School, go returning to school, lots of stuff. Of course, I'm going to talk about cruising and the breaking news, and I'm going to include some more cruising talk comparing it to my experience at school. And I, there's some surprising stuff that also happens at the end. It's a full-on ter- storytelling time. If you like listening to me telling stories, continue on this video. But if you don't, probably... Just, just X out of it. I'm just kidding. Don't X out of it. I would love for you guys to listen. All right. So, um, yeah, uh, before we get to the reason, the breaking news, uh, if you guys are willing to maybe sponsor this podcast, uh, please DM me uh, on my social medias that I mentioned earlier, and I will definitely look at that for you guys. All proceeds right now will go to making this podcast better for you listeners because that is what it's all about. And since I'm doing weekly episodes uh, because of my school, uh, the episodes should be better quality. They should be more planned out and outlined. And uh, let me know your thoughts on that too after this stint of weekly episodes. This episode is uh, scheduled. I'm recording this on uh, Thursday, September 3rd. And uh, it's scheduled to come out on Monday, September 7th, which is Labor Day at 8 a.m. There's a lot of good news to come on here. A lot of positive news. Uh, a lot of, since the corona, oh, <laughs> since the corona cases, I guess I can say it, I guess. Since the COVID cases are kind of going down, in a way, I'm not saying that they're disappearing, but cruise lines are looking at, like Florida yesterday got 2,402 cases. Oh, 1,127 deaths. The deaths is a lot, but I mean, the cases are far down. In the U.S. yesterday, this is yesterday was um, September 2nd, had uh, 33,000 in the U.S., which is like way lower compared to them having 50,000 a day. But they did have 1,076 deaths, which is a lower than usual, but it's still, we shouldn't be having 1,000 deaths a day. We should be cruising when there's way less than 1,000 deaths a day. Uh, I'm obviously don't think that i think that i'm still having that hope that there will be cruises in 2020 uh let me know in my clean cruiser poll that i'm going to come out on monday after this episode starting at 8 a.m if you think cruising will happen in 2020 
in a major cruise line, like a major cruise line, Carnival or Caribbean and Norwegian? Do you think one of those three cruise lines will have cruises out of the U.S. in 2020? I'm having hope because there's some pretty darn good news. I'm going to be playing you guys a whole clip here from a uh, earnings meeting, not an earnings meeting, but a port of port meeting in Galveston talking about Disney Cruise Line reserving the date. And there's some pretty good things that happen in that video that you guys are really going to like. Uh, I'm not all of you guys sail Disney, but it's still good because Disney's not a major cruise line because they only have four ships, but they're still a pretty well-known cruise line. And if they get started, and that gives hope in the U.S. They get started in the U.S. That gives hope that other cruise lines will start in the U.S. Obviously, Carnival and Royal Caribbean still haven't really talked about their resumption of cruises yet. But we are still thinking about that right now. And we're going to give more speculation and guessing games. Because that's really all we can do. We can, we obviously, as people, unless you're a cruise executive listening to this podcast, which if you are, I'm honored. But I'm likely considering that I don't have any of those cruise executives people who can control the outcome who can control we can all do our part by sanitizing wearing a face covering when when you have to and that kind of stuff and uh, we can still all do that but we can't control the unprecedented times like when cruising at the exact date is going to resume and that makes it hard to book cruises and stuff so yeah um, let's get to the breaking news here in this video uh, thank you to anchor for allowing people to do podcasts for free all you have to do is go to anchor.fm create accounts and all you have to do is have a speaker on your phone uh, on your phone, or on your computer or laptop or whatever you have. So uh, obviously it's best to do a microphone if you can do that. But uh, even the speaker on your phone can work. So that's what makes Anchor great uh, to make podcasts. Thank you to them very much. And uh, yeah, I hope to continue this podcast all through weekly episodes. It's going to be great. And I, if there ever happens to be a case where there's... Not going to be an episode in a week, which definitely not going to happen. But I will 100% let you guys in advance. I will not leave you guys hanging. And I will definitely tell you guys if there is ever not going to be an episode, which there will be always going to be an episode. But if there ever isn't some family emergency or anything, I will definitely let you guys know ahead of time so you aren't like list waiting around for the episode to come out. I hope that there's people who love the episodes that much, but who knows. So yeah, I'm... End of rain here. I know it's. I've gone pretty long here, up to six and a half minutes. But yeah, uh, so yeah, let's get to the breaking news on cruising. Let's do it. Again, guys, before we get to the breaking news, I apologize about last week's shorter episode. I know it wasn't as good or as long. I was just starting school and I was just getting prepared. So I apologize. Episodes will not be that short, especially for weekly episodes anymore so yeah i apologize in advance maybe you guys do like the shorter episodes who knows so if you don't then ignore the apology but yeah if you guys weren't the fan of that i'm i apologize so yeah let's get back to the breaking news all right guys i just want to tell you guys i got all my news from cruiseradio.net uh and then i paraphrase it and i read it out loud so the episode's be a lot quicker for you guys they're not as boring and um ums and ums and uggs and uhs and everything it's gonna be a lot better so especially with these shorter video not shorter videos but weekly videos so not as many episodes but it's gonna be the same length in terms of minutes and uh, yeah i'm gonna be doing that so yeah let's get started here um cruises 
to the Bahamas. A very, very, very big thing. And one of the cruise lines that talked about and hyped up returning to service said we got the red red air we got the green light from the CDC. We got it. We're gonna set sail in July twenty fifth, the day after that no sale order. Then about a few weeks ago, they extended that to August twenty sixth, about a month later. And now, yes, that same cruise line, Bahamas Paradise Cruise Line. There are two ships, the Grand Classico, which sails to Nassau, and Grand Celebration is now extending their pause in operations until November 4, 2020. And they're only going to stay on the Grand Celebration on November 4, 2020. And their, their other ship, Grand Classica, won't have another, doesn't have another cruise until March 3, 2021, at the earliest. Yeah, that Grand Classica ship, I don't know how they're going to get that ship to be seaworthy or what, but I have some pretty weird worries about this cruise line. They hyped up returning. They got their bookings up. People aren't going to book with them. They're not going to say, oh, we know you're going to book November 4th. They don't know that they're going to sail. They're going to lose bookings. And the fact that they're going to have a ship that remains idle till March 3rd, 20 freaking 21. Like, what? What even is this? They're not like Cunard or Carnival. Like, what? I don't understand, man. I really don't. I've always wanted to try Bahamas Paradise Cruise Line because I heard that it's less people on board. It's a lot more of an intimate experience. Obviously, it's not. It's going to be a lot of um, nickel and diming and everything. But still, I've always wanted to try it. Sail it up Palm Beach for once. Obviously, since I've been to Nassau a lot, I mean, I, I wouldn't be getting off the ship at Nassau, but I would be getting off the ship at Freeport. But let's skip what I'm going to do. Let's talk about what their CEO, O'Neill Cohosa, said. Excuse me if I pronounced that wrong. We have been planning our anticipated return to sea for October. However, as we continue to monitor the situation and communicate with the Bahamian government on their plans to allow leisure guests to return, we have determined that a further extension is is in the best interest of our guest and crew. Something every CEO would say if they're extending. So um, these two night cruises on former Carnival Corporation ships, they're going to be put to pause. So if you want to go on a little weekly getaway to the Bahamas, that's not going to happen till at least November, early November. So yeah, uh, I have some weird things. Like, is this Bahamas Paradise sh- cruise line going to last? I-, I personally don't think that they will if they start to change their outlook on this situation they have to start thinking not extending all the way to march of 2021 at least they're being somewhat honest with that and not trying to cheat not trying to get people to book with them like maybe carnival did at first they're, they're not doing that anymore but they did do that uh back in a couple months ago in may early may when they said that they're going to resume early august they hyped that up they said we're going to resume on six ships all these home ports where people are going to drive their ports, and that never happened. So at least they're not doing what Carnival did. But still, I mean, it's not something that they they should still do a little bit of that. I'm fine with that because people should have the self-control not to book a cruise during this time. My opinion would wait till they start. But if you want my opinion, I would wait till a cruise line starts up and it's successful. They don't shut down, so they don't hold on to your money. But cruise lines have been doing a good job giving refunds, but you still – 
obviously we're going to talk about the refund or future cruise credit in another video. That's a whole nother topic to talk about. That's, that's going to make this episode two hours if I talk about that. I don't want you guys to be bored for that long. So yeah, um, it's very interesting. Um, Let's talk about the no sale order. It's set to expire September 30, 2020. But why are cruise lines extending their CLIA, extending their suspensions all the way till early November? Because CDC is saying you're supposed to, we're going to eventually extend to the end of October. So you just go ahead and get ahead on it. Because you don't want people to get upset that you're holding on to their money. I don't know. That probably doesn't make any sense. All right, I'm going to stop with this rant because I don't know why I'm doing that. All right. Okay, next up here on the cruise news tabs. Let's go over here. This is just this news about, guys, if you've already read it, it's about one, about, about a couple days old. So not that new. It's, it's actually a day old. So it's still kind of breaking news. I don't even know why I call it breaking news. But yeah, let's get started here. Some of this, though, is breaking news. Like once I get on and I see that there's more breaking news, then I'm going to say breaking news. But if it's just news, a day old is still not news. But yeah, I'm going to be giving you guys my reaction, more of my reaction since I'm doing these weekly videos. So let's get started here. It's the same cruise line, Bahamas Paradise. Yes. A lot of news has been happening with this small cruise line, but a lot has been happening inside the lines with Bahamas Paradise. As I talked about in a past episode, that there was a lawsuit from crew members them promising to be paid. Uh, and then they never got, they said that they're going to give them a bonus. They're really excited about starting up, but that never happened. So let's see. The, the, the lawsuit looks like it was settled. Crew members said that their jobs were threatened out against the unfair conditions. Bahamas Paradise has requested them to sign a contract and in in, in make them work without pay until cruising resumes. The company thought the cruise line, we, they wouldn't be sailing that, the, the pause wouldn't be this long. So they didn't pay the crew members. So, But then the cruise, crew member find, found a loss, filed a lawsuit. So it's like they were told to pay for basic stuff like toiletries and everything, but water and food. I'm on the I'm on the crew here because if you're promising to pay somebody, you gotta pay them. And they did promise again the same ECEO O'Neill Cosa that they would give them a thousand dollars each because they thought they were they're really hyped up about sailing July 25th at the day after the no sale order. And uh, obviously, since they had to extend that operation, the crew got no money at all. They didn't get their $1,000 payment. So they did agree to a settlement, as they did. Bahamas Paradise Casino worker, a nice maritime attorney they reached out to. And I'm not going to give the name of the casino worker. It does say it here, but I'm just not going to give it. But their attorney, Michael Winkleman. And they filed a lawsuit in Miami early August. And now Bahamas Paradise and the crew agreed on a settlement of $875,000. And it will be divided between 275 crew members. It'll, it will cover all the, all the money that they weren't supposed to be paid in the months that they were guaranteed because they thought that they were going to start over part of their employee contracts. 
uh, the lawyer Winkleman said this, We are very pleased with the settlement, and we are confident it will fully and fairly compensate the entire crew who were stuck on the ship. So that, I feel like it was kind of a win-win. Because, I mean, I mean, 875 is a lot to Bahamas Paradise. But, I mean, at least they're not going to get people to say, oh, I don't want to work for that cruise line, which will lose them even more money. So at least Bahamas Paradise did that. They did the best they could. And I'm glad the crew members who were stuck on the ship got their money. And, uh, actually, this um, Mr. Kosa, the CEO, told the Miami Herald that the company obviously isn't doing very well. And that this what he said. Economically, at the end of the day, everybody's trying to do what it takes to survive. To me, the most important thing is to stay in business. I mean, I guess he has a point, but I mean, it's kind of unhumane that you're saying that because you're holding crew members, I wouldn't say hostage on a ship, but you're kind of not paying them. And that's like not even providing them food or toiletries and stuff and water, some certain waters. That's pretty bad. I don't think this is about business. I think this is about getting the crew the fairness they deserve. And the crew have gone through a lot during the shutdown because they obviously it they had this the repatriation if you didn't live in the US, like it was a big hassle to get from your ship. You were stuck on board for months. If you were lucky for months and a month and like then you had to fly and all these restrictions were happening. You couldn't some people couldn't even fly to their home country. They had to make exceptions. It was this huge thing. So like the crew have gone through a lot and plenty of crew sadly have committed suicide because of that. Uh nobody really the media is not really talking about crew that much, but yeah. I get it, he wants to stay in business, but still, I mean, you, you gotta do what's best for your crew if you want them to come back. It's not just about staying in business. If you take care of your crew and they come back to you, that helps you staying in business. So that's that's why. That's my take on it. So yeah, let's get to the next headline here. Uh, cruise lines, obviously, as you know, have this cruise line, obviously, luxury cruise lines, Seabourn, has, still has hopes to sail in 2020. Seabourn attracts a very elderly crowd so this is definitely good news for the cruise industry uh and they said that they're not gonna sail until 2021 and but still i mean they're they still say that they have hopes to cruise in 2020 so i mean it is what it is uh so yeah uh they've obviously they've obviously delayed their new ship uh, Seaborn Venture, uh, due to delays at the sh Italy shipyard until December 1st, 2021. So that's kind of a big deal there. Uh, Seaborn obviously looks like that they still have hope to return to the Caribbean. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's very interesting. They're delaying final payments. And uh, yeah, uh, this is what the Carnival Cruise Line brands did say, that they still have hopes that the Seaborn Odyssey will return in the Caribbean in 2020, despite extending your extended operations all the way till 2021. So that's pretty good news for a luxury cruise line like Seaborn. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're one of the first in the U.S. to resume, because you have smaller ships, your ability to control, have less people, allow social distancing to happen. You attract a very, very, very mature crowd. 
I mean, I, I would see it happening. I really would see it happening, and this is good news for Seaborn of the Carnival Corporation. More Carnival news here. Lots of good Carnival news here. Some Looks like Bahamas Paradise got some of the poor news today, but Carnival is getting the good news today. So that is always good to see for Carnival Cruise Line. Uh, Carnival have two Italian and German brands, Costa and Adia. And they obviously said, like most cruise lines have said, if they would start, but now that they have plans right now, that it's going to be a phased approach. Sunday, September 6th in Italy, Costa will sail. And Adia said that they're expecting to sail on November 1st. They will have adjusted passenger capacity, health protocols, and nothing on the capacity yet. You have to obviously be a resident of the country to sail. And the first ship will sail will be the Costa Deliziosa will sail on September 6th. And we'll stop in five ports, and it'll leave out of Triste, Italy. Stop in five ports, Bari, Corigliano, Crosano, in Cabalaria, Cantiana, in Sicily, Sirasusa, in Bari, and Brindisi, in Puglia. If I butcher those names, I'm sorry, but I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about if you've been to Italy. And now here's more on Adia, the German cruise line. Uh, Aid Amar and Aid Aparela will sail in November to the Canary Islands. Then in December, the Adia Prima and Adia Stella will sail out of Mallorca and Palma and doing seven-day sailings out of Dubai. So um, it's very exciting, and this is what um, they said. Obviously, this is something that a lot of cruise lines that said. Protocols will be updated based on involving scientific and medical knowledge. Of course, when you announce that far in advance that you're going to sail, especially in November, protocols are definitely probably going to change by then. The CDC is changing protocols every day. Uh, they're going to have a smartphone app, Costa, and uh, they're going to change areas to open a lim- to be open to limited number of people and they're gonna have a app of costa app so yeah to do um temperature checks different boarding times just on land the company this is what the company said of costa um this is what they said just on land just as on land we get in public areas while on board protective masks must be worn so when obviously Costa is going to put out the protocols, but Adia still doesn't know yet if you're doing it in November. But Costa is sailing in September 6th. So they said that you have to wear a mask in public areas. So that's, that's fair enough to say when you're sailing not that far from now in three days. And when this video comes out, they have already set sail. So yeah, that is your breaking news on cruising. Now let's get to the reason why you guys clicked on this video. And this is going to be a very exciting episode. I have hope that this is going to be my best episode yet. I really do. So, yeah, let's get started on the reason why you guys clicked on this episode. All right, everybody, here you go. I'm a student in high school. I um, was supposed to start 
and I did start brick and mortar school, so in-person school, on August 31st. Uh, obviously, since the virus, uh, it was my school was supposed to start August 10th. It was then delayed to the 24th, and they gave then it was delayed to the 31st, which is the furthest that they can delay it. So it's my uh, governor mandated in-person schools, at least an option for it. My county giving an option to do either brick and mortar or online or an e-school. Um, I chose at first brick and mortar. I, I didn't expect what it was going to be like, and you guys will find this very interesting later on. I didn't expect it to be how it was, so I chose brick and mortar. I thought things were going to be better then. I was wrong. I, I was wrong. And, uh, again, I shouldn't trust things that I can't really control. I could – I mean, obviously, we can all control a little bit. We can all wear a mask. We can all social distance. But it doesn't do – it does do stuff in the grand scheme of things, but it doesn't, like, change the fact whether school's going to be better because you can't, like, force people – social distance and wear a mask. You can't grab the person. Again, people with common sense will do that, yes. Uh, so I went into the school August 31st. My school before pre-pandemic was a uh, 1,000 kids overcrowded. A 1,000. So I was just worried that all everybody would choose to go to school and it would be already overcrowded. There will be no reduced capacity. So we were already... 150% over capacity at pre-pandemic. And now, when we went to school, uh, the capacity was around, it, it was about 1,000 kids less. So that's still, in a normal school, that's full capacity. With the virus, it was a full capacity school. Uh, and uh, when I arrived there, there was kids everywhere. There was just, it was a, we were like packed in like sardines. I'm not going to say which school. We were just packed in like sardines at my high school. I wasn't surprised. I kind of expected it to be like that. I was just surprised to see so many people choose brick and mortar. And I didn't choose brick and mortar to talk about it like this to you guys, to give you guys a good experience, to interest you guys. I just chose it because, I don't know, I mean, I want to get out of the house. And then after the first three days, it's just wearing a mask, concentrating to do your schoolwork, taking already, I've already taken quizzes in person. It's like, it's very hard to do. It's not easy. So, and, and they had these markers where you would go one way, this way, and then across from the school would be the other way. Just the markers made it take a long time to get to class. The one-way markers, like Publix did. And it just took a long time to get to class. Uh, There's a lot of hysteria, politicalness with it, too. Uh, teachers wearing face shields and everything. It just wasn't the best experience, I got to admit. Uh, it wasn't awful, but it just the social distancing, they always tell people to social distance on the intercom. It never happened. It never happened once. And when the hallways let out, we were just swarmed. And Okay, let's talk about the masks. Everybody I saw pretty much was wearing their mask correctly. That's a positive, and that definitely did surprise me. Like, I didn't expect to see a bunch of kids my age wearing a mask that way. They all wore, pretty much all wore it over the news. There's, there's exceptions, like you see at the grocery store. It was like that. You see that one guy doesn't wear it really well or doesn't even have one at all. 
but I didn't see anybody that didn't have one at all. And if they did, they asked their teacher for a face mask and they would give them one right away. So yeah, uh, I was surprised at that maturity because when you see all these fights at school, you don't expect people to be wearing masks if there's going to be a lot of fights. So um, yeah, that's, that's the part. The face masks were good. This is basically like Disney. Like I didn't really have a problem with people not wearing a face mask, but just the social distancing wasn't there. But the social distancing was definitely worse at the school than at Disney. So um, then I was thinking, yeah, this is not great. I didn't feel very safe there. It wasn't the most comfortable thing to wear a mask all day and having to concentrate for school. So on Wednesday, I switched back. I switched to online school. And since now is Thursday, at, at the end of the day, I already had one day of online school in my belt, three days of in-person school. So I basically tried them both, so I can kind of compare them for you guys, which I thought is kind of exciting. So um, on the first day of online school, right, uh, very, very, very interesting. Uh, it's The classroom sizes when I was in-person was ranging from about maybe – 13 to 20 kids. And on Zoom, which we did the um, in-person online classes, um, it was about maybe 15 kids on it, 14 kids on average at Zoom. So you could tell that there's just a little bit over 50% at the school and a little bit in high 40s at online. So it's almost half and half. And uh, yeah, so the downside of doing online is when you're on, on Zoom, you're showing your face, the teacher doesn't really talk to you directly compared to when you're actually at school and the teacher talks to you face-to-face. -face. So it's not as personal an experience. Sometimes my well, one of my third classes, you couldn't even see see the board. We were doing this like review game, and I couldn't see the freaking board. I was like, what? Like, what is going on, man? <laughs> like, I can't even see the board. That's That just doesn't make any sense to me. That really doesn't. He didn't even think about us uh, online students. So that was a little frustrating. But the rest of that, and also the switch, everybody noticed that I switched. The teachers thought I was actually just sick, and I was deciding to do um, uh, in-person online school because I was sick. And I mean, they were happy that I showed up at a person. But again, I switched to digital. So yeah. Anyway, so that is kind of the rundown of it. And uh, obviously, with the schoolwork, doing it at home, I'm going to compare the two, and I'm going to tell you which one is better. Uh, it's very hard because they're obviously probably around an equal amount of pros and cons to both. But I'm going to go down to safety. And I'm not a very popular kid at school. I don't have any friends at all. So, like, when I just stand there at lunch, it's just like it's not worth it, man, to go to school. It's one thing if you're going to school to see friends, but it's just safety and the fact that I have no friends. I would say, for me, online is better. But it may be different for you. Again, I'm probably a lot of you guys may not even be kids my age. But if you are my age, yeah, I I would I chose online. If you aren't very like socially active like me, then that online's better. And I enjoyed it. Both of them had their pros and cons. This is of course an unprecedented time in terms of like knowing the online school and just it's just there's obviously we had to be patient for teachers because they had a lot of tough things and a lot of stuff to learn this year that the that they've never ever had to learn. So we all had to have their patience. And when I was in person, like it would take maybe the teachers would spend 10 minutes on Zoom trying to get all these, share the screen with them 
trying to get them on. And it was just like, it, it was wasting class time, wasting learning time. It's just, it's, it's kind of a mess. It really is. It's not c- terrible. It's just quite a mess. I mean, that's kind of what it's as expected. It's not over more of a mess than I thought. It's about as expected. I expect it to be kind of a mess. And I really do hope that the school year will get better in the future. And uh, hopefully where it's a day where we can all go back to in-person school one day. Also, um, more news there. Um, yeah, um, so yeah, obviously you're talking about college football is supposed to be resuming uh, tonight, actually. UAB and Southern Mississippi and Central Arkansas are all playing. They're not big schools, but they're resuming and they're having around 20% capacity. That's going to be interesting to see how that goes. It really is going to be interesting to see how that goes. And obviously, I'll let you know if there's any COVID cases at at schools in my local area. I won't say the school. I'll just say if there is one or if there's one at the school that I attend, I'll just say that. So, yeah, um, that is going to be it for this video. Um, If you really did enjoy it, I know it wasn't as long as I thought it was going to be. But I don't do it on length. I do it on based on how much I can entertain you guys. And I hope that I didn't entertain you guys today. And if you enjoyed it, please give it a five-star rating wherever you enjoy your favorite podcasts. Yeah, I really hope that we can be all there, going to school regularly, going to going to sports games regularly, going on cruises regularly. We all have to do our part. Stay social distance. Stay, maybe wear a mask when you can. And uh, yeah, so we can be out there on the high seas, cheering on the football team, learning at school. So yeah, I will see you guys in that next video. September. 14th. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you very much for listening.